Welcome back to another No Love TV. We're now live on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. This week we'll break down weekly training. We're about 12 weeks out from my fight, December 11th, for Steve in France. Very excited for this fight. Diet's going amazing. Um, dropping a few pounds before I get into camp. Um, adding some stress and pressure outside of fight camp to get ready so I can take care of that load. Really challenging the body to keep a lot of stress. So, you know, doing enough to feel the stress of camp, you know, pre-camp, so my body gets in there and can kind of just work through injuries or, you know, things that kind of come up in the camp. Uh, so that's what we're doing right now. We're just having a heavy load, hitting all the practices that we can, mixed martial arts, strength and conditioning, building that aerobic and anaerobic capacity um, to be able to go further and push harder in an 8- to 10-week camp. Like I said, we're 12 weeks out right now. Um, so the focus is on just getting the body prepped to go into fight camp. Body's oh. feeling good. Really no injuries. You know, obviously just tightness and soreness from, you know, training super hard that comes with the sport. Um, staying up on my mobility, my PT, my massages. I have a great team that takes care of me. Troy, the massage messiah, and Roseville. He hooks it up. I got Russ Dunning from Kind Performance that I, I go to him more than I probably need to, but uh, I'd rather be mobile and athletic and injury-free going into a camp, going into a fight. That's why I perform the best. Um, you know, another big topic in this week, 50 clean test. So I got a you know, new Letterman jacket coming. Shout out to the other athletes that play by the rules. Um, the other ones that are on the list, uh, there's so many. Nagana, Usman, um, a lot of great champions on that list. I got the 50 test. Um, shout out to you. I think it should be glorified more in our sport that these individuals you know, have that many clean tests through USADA. Um, it's amazing. So kudos to you guys. Keep doing the right thing, especially the champions all over. I mean, I think that should be more spotlighted in our sport is the clean test. Plans for this week, I have a couple more podcasts to do. I have Muay Thai later today, and then me and my son and my dog Legion, we're packing up to go to Ohio to go see my family. Nola Bullies Bam Bam just had her last retirement litter. Amazing knockout pups. Can't wait to go see them. Uh, check them out. Spend some time with Stingray, get some training in. I have my cousin who is going to be a senior at West Liberty, a returning national NCAA champion. Get some work with him. So still doing trips and traveling. you got to stay consistent on your training. So setting up my schedule beforehand, all my meals are getting prepped and made so I can stay on my diet. Uh, I think that's one of the hardest things is the diet when traveling. Um, but have to stay consistent. You know, making the weight is number one priority, um, training and winning. So, Cody, for the diet, is it to where you're tapering like a pound or two a week leading up to the fight? How much will you weigh? Let's say like a week before the fight, what's your weight going to be at? And, and what is it at right now? I think a week before the fight, we usually arrive at the fighter check-in on Tuesday if our bout's on a Saturday. So Tuesday, I would like to show up at fight week hydrated with some water, you know, eating my meals. 140, 139, I think that'll be the the targeted weight to to arrive to fight week. And then obviously, you'll be, you'll be fully hydrated and eating. And then the next, you know, four days will just be training, dieting. Water loading, um, you know, I'm working with Dr. Mateo, um, so I'm very excited to see his science and methods and, yeah. you know, ideas 
that he has for my body. You know, everyone's different, and I feel like you know, very thankful for the UFC PI, the meals that they gave us all camp. Um, but you know, measurements and what you put into your body, where you're taking out, and how you're reloading, uh, super huge. So obviously, for a drop to 125, that I want to make sure I have no stones that are left unturned. And you know, when I set out to do something, I do it. And this is a huge opportunity for me. Very excited to jump in this flyweight division. There's a lot of talent in there. You know, I bring a lot of more eyes into the division as well. So I know that you know, I have to go out there and make a statement. And my first statement is making the weight class. You know, uh, so doing everything in my power. You know, starting now, I've been dieting now for probably a month and a half. Just tricking my body seeing what works what doesn't yeah. work hey i need more you know more of this less of that uh, working with my doctors my nutritionist to do my meals and i i feel good my energy feels good i mean i'm burning up to you know four to five thousand calories a day with this intake of food and my body feels good i feel strong my conditioning feels next level mental clearness um you know i think just going inside of a a cage to fight another man you have to be hungry, and I think every sense of the word of be hungry. Um, I never really cut weight to 35, so this maybe could be a deciding factor of, you know, the slight edge theory. Like, yeah, what did yeah. you have to do that he didn't have to do, or what is he doing more that you need to do more? You know, so I feel like just uh, it's a great challenge for me mentally, emotionally, physically, and obviously going on a new weight class. Yeah, are you worried about the weight? You know, how it's going to come off your body? Because if I if I look at your body now, no homo. You know, what, you're a pretty lean guy, even at your weight right now. What are you, a buck 50 right now, buck 45? I'm actually waking up 145. 145? 145. So one example is when TJ went in at 125, he looked like I could see his bone structure in his yeah. face. Where are, you, are, you, are you expecting to be able to rehydrate and get back up to like 140, 135? You know, I think my last fight I was fully clothed, and I weighed 145. Stepped on the scale, fully clothed, heading to the arena to fight, and I was 145. You know, so for me, it's I'm not a big eater. I feel like... You know, I don't like to be overstuffed. I eat enough fuel to make sure my body feels good. And sometimes it's, you know, I think forcing myself to, oh, I got to be at this weight, you know, gain this much weight back. And I just couldn't do it, can't do it. I think at 25, it'll be easier for me to at least get back to 143, 144. You know, I think that's, you know, where I'll, I feel best at fighting, to be honest. Uh, guys that are my weight. Now, the guys that are my weight are, you know, at 35, they're probably ballooning back up to 160, 165 come time, come, you know, oh, yeah. fight night. Um, so that's 20, 25 pounds right there um, just going into the bout. So I, I feel like this will be a, a great weight. Uh, I'm not worried about how the weight will come off. I know that I've wrestled my whole entire life. I've been healthy. I've ate right. I've um, foremost, you know, overall that is just discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, you know, paying for these services. I'm going to eat this food. I'm going to, you know, they're doctors for a reason, you know, so I'm yeah. going to listen to what they say. They've done it before. They have, you know, Marvin Vittori, you know, who's a big middleweight, you know, cuts a lot of weight and he does, you know, so a lot of, you know, his insights. I know everyone's different, body's different, but just, you know, picking their brain on certain things. You know, I have Josh Emmett who cuts a tremendous Jeez, amount of man. weight, the featherweight. We, we spoke, you know, briefly on, you know, just how things are work for him, what he has to do a little bit more of. And, you know, so I've started to do that, um, putting that into my regiment. And obviously Frankie, you know, Frankie um, is going down to 135. Not right. that he's the biggest guy, but still he went from 55, 45, 35. Um, and watching his weight cut and the way that he trained and the way that he did it, um, being there with him for a little bit, 
um, was motivating to see. You know, you got Jose Auto doing it. I just feel like this is my weight class, you know, like I said. And then going back off of TJ, when he went down, he was probably 10 pounds heavier than I was walking around weight. Mm-hmm. A lot of these band weights are. You know, I walk around 48, 49, 50 maybe if I'm, you know, eating and doing less cardio. But usually I'm right around 46, 47, you know. So I planned out with my doctor, Mateo, that we will get to 43 before camp. And I've already got there. And I was and nice. starting camp. You know, I bring up the ne- next subject. I'm going to start camp in New Jersey. I'm going to go out there the 26th to the twenty sixth to the 9th, come back. So I'm there for two weeks to start, get all the codes, get acclimated with, with Coach Mark and the game plan to go and get this dub. You know, and then obviously Frankie has a huge fight coming up at the Bantamweight division with uh, Cheeto Vera, uh, Marlon. I think that's a great fight. I'm very, very excited for that one as a fan in me, but also to go help out Frankie. I mean, he's one of the, you know, guys that, you know, give your shirt off your back. You know, he reminds me a lot of a lot of my friends out here. So going there was an easy, easier transition to have my, you know, East Coast buddies and my West Coast buddies. Yep. You know, so that we were so much alike. And, and Coach Mark, we've always, you know, stated and saw before I even worked with Coach Mark that, you know, we were basically different coasts. We're, the, you know, same people, just different coasts, different location. Yep. And uh, you see that, you know, Frankie's one of those guys that's, you need rounds, you need work. He's coming in and giving you work. And so it'd be great to have, you know, a camp leading up to his fight or my fight, his fight, and then to my fight. So uh, excited to be there. Yeah, I love it. I like Mark Henry, Frankie over there on the East Coast. You got Uriah, Chris Holdsworth, all your corner guys over here. It's it's a good mix. And I think 125 is going to be a fun weight class for you. I, I can't wait uh, as a fan. So that's going to be cool. One thing I got to bring up, Cody, is you're coming in. You're flossing today in, in the studio. I can tell you got the gold watch on, the necklace. You got another thing on your wrist on the right so i've some people have asked i've got some dms so what are you wearing what's the bling like so this is a custom pendant necklace from the best jewelers in the world happy jewelers out of oc california dave gabe and danny sorry I said, gabe and danny their brothers family owned and ran for decades amazing people i met them in 2017 and they've just you know treated like treated me like family anybody that i send to them they take good care of them so in the OC or in the you know diamond, you're looking for an engagement ring, watches, necklaces. Check them out. Orange County Happy Jewelers. But I have my son's necklace, a pendant. I made a custom pendant, you know. So yeah. I travel a lot when I'm gone. He, he's always with me. You know, he's, cool. he's close to my heart. And obviously, this is the the Sky Dweller, one of my favorite, you know, watches. You know, dream watch. So appreciate you guys always hooking it up. Nice, nice. All right, let's jump on to the next topic now, Cody. Next up, we got. I love asking about these crazy boxing matches, and we got Vitor Belfort versus Evander Holyfield. So Oscar had a fallout due to COVID, and now we got Evander stepping in on short notice, which is a little scary at his age, jumping in to take this fight. So what's your initial thoughts on Vitor versus Evander? Uh, my first initial thoughts, my first initial thoughts when I saw this fight, um, obviously first seeing Oscar laid up in the hospital bed, um, saying that he had COVID and he couldn't fight. Oscar, hope you get better. Um, I was excited for the Oscar De La Hoya um, Vitor Belfort fight. Uh, Oscar was looking good, you know. He's sharing a little bit of his clips and you know his movement and his pad work and his training. I like that. And obviously Vitor is just Vitor Belfort. You get to go see him box, and you know he's always going to bring a fight. Always has from since he was. You saw him as 18 year old kid in the UFC yeah. till you know leading up till now. So excited we haven't saw him in action for a while. I was excited to see that fight how it you know play out. 
But now you've got Evander Holyfield stepping in at 59 years old. I love Van. I love Evander. I I think he's one. You know, he's such a great person. Um, he works so hard, and I I noticed when you know Mike was getting ready for his fight with Roy Jones, you saw a lot of clips of Evander. You know, training, getting back in exactly. there. And not that he didn't. He stopped training, but you saw more of a promotional side. Like, all right, Mike's doing. I'm getting back in there. You know. And yep. it's it's crazy to see these legends come back into the sport. Um, it just shows you that it's so hard to turn off the fight inside you. And that's something that we all battle with, you know, daily, I'm sure, when you're at the highest level and what these guys have done. Your whole life is your whole life's work to be either ended shortly or maybe didn't go as how you planned. Um, now you see the money, the crazy money, after all these years of being away from it seeing the, the money and maybe just being in that spotlight again. Some people thrive in that. Some people are so motivated to be famous or be known that, you know, maybe that's a lot of the reasons why they want to come out and do this. I'm not saying Evander or any of, you know, Mike or any of these guys, that's the reason why. I truly believe that they just love to fight and, you know, can get a good payday out of it. Um, but, man, he's up against Vitor Belfort. That is a... Dangerous man, especially Vander being 59, but, you know, he's had he's boxed his whole life. I'm, I'm excited to see. It's uh, eight two-minute rounds, September 11th in Florida. So this is filmed before the fight. Um, Thriller Fight Club. And then you have Tito Ortiz versus Anderson Silva co-main event. What are your predictions? Yeah, this is wild. This is wild. For me, okay, if oh. you're asking me. Yeah, I'm asking you right now. I don't know. I'm a big Vander Holyfield fan. But I, I like I like Vitor. I don't know if they're drug tested or not. But if this is TRT Vitor coming in there, you know, swinging those big hooks, Evander, I question how his endurance is, even though it is two minutes instead of three minutes. But and what's the weight at? What weight class are they fighting at? Uh, let's see. I could look it up. It gotta be. I mean, it's gotta be heavyweight. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a boxing match. We'll see though. Let's see, weight class, light heavy. What is that, 205? No, I think that's saying that he fought, he's fought there. Oh, okay. He's fought all those, yeah, cruiserweight, light heavyweight, then he went up to heavyweight because he wasn't getting the looks, and, you know, Mike was the heavyweight champion, so he went up there, and, you know, that was the, the big draw being the heavyweight champ. Let's see, he's 58, 44 58. for Vitor. He's 14 years younger. Oof. 14 years younger. I used to wrestle with a 15-year-old the other day. Like, man, I'm 15 years older than you. Let's see. Nothing. I'm not seeing the way. I'll look it up. I'll, I'll find it. You, what you... sports site is this on? That suck. Just kidding. Don't call him out. Yeah, I can't call him out. I've... I'll search Ooh. for that way. Let's find him. But let's yeah. see your opinion on... Anderson Silva getting in and mixing it up with Tito Ortiz. This is kind of a wild matchup. I like Tito a lot. We have a lot of mutual friends. You know, I've always been a friend, fan of Tito. Um, his style, you know, his brashness, outspokenness, wear your heart in the sleeve kind of dude. Um, so I like that about him a lot. Um, man, but Anderson Silva's last fight was against Chavez Jr., and he looked really good. He looked really good against a very seasoned vet, in the boxing game, I mean, that's a Ch you're fighting a Chavez. I mean, I, I don't think that you get any more legendary than that. Um, and he looked good. He outboxed him. He looked good. And and 
Anderson's always been a great dynamic striker, you know, in MMA. Now he's doing boxing. It's, you know, not as demanding as you're on your body. So he's able to just solely focus on the boxing techniques and training like a boxer. You know, MMA, you have so many disciplinaries that you have to learn and martial arts that you have to learn and cardio systems that you have to train. Um, so I really like, you know, the fight with Anderson. I think that Tito took this on a short notice, too. And I think that they made him go down to 200 or whatever the weight class was. Um yeah, and he was Boston. not happy about yeah, that. I've never he seen wanted Tito. an extra five pounds, and Tito was pissed. Yeah, yeah, Tito was pissed. So, yeah, so that I gotta give their weight at what they at last fought, fought at. at. I think it's two hundred pounds because he's never yeah. you know, obviously he's fought at two hundred five um, his whole career. And he's never you know cut down to two hundred in so long, and Anderson made him cut two hundred. Smart Anderson Silva's part, you know, he's trying to go out there and maybe his last four pounds, you know. Five pounds can be crucial, but Tito's wrestled his whole life, and you know I follow him. He's you know training, getting ready. You know. Yeah, he takes it serious, and you know he was. It showed him when he fought Chuck Liddell. It was yeah. a sad fight for me because he was one of my my yeah. biggest guys growing up. But so, uh, he's gonna come in and take it serious. I think he's gonna make it a good fight. I think a lot of people are expecting Anderson to kind of steal the show and and mix it up and tag him up. But I think uh, Tito's gonna make it a good fight. So. If we go back, let's let's go reach fight, Cody. Uh, we got to get your official prediction for Vitor versus Vander first, and then we'll move in back over to Tito. So, how do you see that fight playing out? I can only really, I can only realistically see the fight playing out with Vitor and Vander Holyfield in one way, and that's Vitor by knockout. I just think that, ah oh, man, I just, yeah, I, I just, he comes to fight. You know, I don't, I don't know if Evander can, you know, his jab can keep Vitor away. I mean, the way that he presses the fight and the pace and the brawling style of MMA into boxing. Now, Vitor is, you know, a volume striker in MMA, but he's not a volume striker in boxing, you know, and that's a lot different. You know, Evander's used to these guys that are sh- throwing clean, sharp punches. MMA strikes are kind of more wild, you know, wing them a little bit. Um, They come in different directions, so his timing could be off. He's not sparring a lot and not used to striking like that, you know. And then opposite side, if Vander can, you know, keep him away with the jab and his boxing, his movement, I just see it's very hard to do when you have Vitor for throwing the way that he throws and the the pace that he brings. But um, so I'm going to go with Vitor uh, on a TKO. Okay, for Vitor by TKO. Now let's talk about Tito Ortiz versus Anderson Silva. We already broke it down. How do you see this one playing out? I just honestly see Anderson just outboxing Tito. I think a lot of like the movement and you know working off his jab. You know Tito doesn't really. If you're comparing apples to oranges, he's not the most crisp, right? You know, striker. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he's not the most crisp striker. I don't know. Striker? Striker. I mean, striper. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm going to go with Anderson Silva. I just feel like Anderson Silva, you know, with his last bout against Chavez Jr., he looked amazing. He's, you know, he's experienced in there. The ring, it's eight minutes. You know, he, he's done it with a high-caliber fighter and, and Chavez. Tito's taking us on short notice, the weight cut, and... You know, looking back, Tito was more of a ground and pound expert. You know, it was never really a sharp, crisp striker. Yeah. Um, but who knows? You know, I just think that, you know, these fights are great, entertaining to watch and see, and you can sit out here and try to predict. But me being 
um, you know, I guess an analyst now, I would yeah. say, would be Anderson Silva, just his boxing and his footwork and movement. Uh, is going to take that win. I think he just outboxed him. I agree with you on both. I think Tito's going to throw some crazy haymakers and overhands in the first couple rounds, but then start getting boxed Silva's up. going to slowly get box him up and, and start way out striking him each round. That's yeah, what I think. I, yeah, I think Anderson will TKO him later in the rounds, fifth, sixth round. I mean, Ooh, that'd be that'd be epic. All right, this next Ooh, topic will move on. One. So oh, this is a man. fun one. You never would have thought Ariel High Road Hawani is switching up his nickname. It's now Ariel the Heel Hawani, and he's been calling out. He wants to call out a few people, but the guy he's really honing in on is Brendan Schaub, the fighter and the kid below the belt, all the media side, and. Uh, they've been going back and forth, so it's 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 been crazy. So, what's your thoughts on Ariel the heel coming out and going after Brendan, a guy that you're you're really familiar with? Can we play just a little bit of the clip? We'll play it in. We'll piece okay. it in here okay. so they see it. Okay. This was highly entertaining to find out or to read in the headlines. You know, um, I have personal relationships with Ariel, the heel, Hawani, and and Brendan. Um, you know, I've been on both their shows. Ariel has done a great um, job when he was at Fox Sports. Uh, we had a story with Maddox early on. It was my second UFC fight. It was a very beautifully orchestrated um, storyline with Fox that he did did with Maddox. So um, that will always be special to me for what he was able to do to Maddox and his family um, and share his story. And I have a good relationship with Brennan. I'm on a lot of his time. <clears throat> I have a good relationship with Brennan as well. Um, been on a show a few times, you know, um, enjoy going down to Calabasas now. He's doing big things with Showtime. But, you know, I know Brennan, if he did text him, that he would give him a, you know, make it a public apology, then he's a man of his word, and I feel like he would definitely do that. So it's, it's going to be entertaining to see how this unrolls. Erewhine says he is done with people talking shit about him. And if you take your shot, you best not miss Ariel, the heel Hawani. I loved it. I was man, that was just music to my ears to see. Not that he was calling out Brendan because I like Brendan, but hey, you gotta have some controversy in in, in this things going on. So let, we'll see. You know the the lies that if he's talking about. You know, um, you know it goes back to the report with you know Brock Lesnar. And a lot of people can look back on that and see that he kind of leaked that or. Wherever the story was, there's always two sides of every story. I mean, you can probably, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'll give the quick breakdown. It, it was at UFC 99, Ariel released early that they were going to announce that Brock Lesnar was going to be featured on UFC 200. I remember that. And Dana actually hated him for that because it was a big promo video. And then Brendan also said that he's talked to, his quote was, I've talked to millions of people, but he's saying, I talked to a bunch of people and no one likes working with Ariel. Nobody does. Yeah. And Ariel always stayed quiet because he's under contract with ESPN and does stuff with Showtime. It's more professional. Now he's on his own, solo, so he can say whatever he wants now. Nice. And he has turned into Ariel. Heelwani. <laughs> Not the heel. He just totally changed his name, switched up the spelling, Good for him. I mean, this is going to be pretty entertaining to see how it rolls out. I, mean, I, I, I like both guys, so I can't you – know, I'm not taking a side. I just want to see from uh, a fan yeah. perspective. So how does the, the B-Fan, Cody, do you think <sighs> Brendan gives the public, hey, sorry about Ariel, uh, you know, I'm sure people love working with him, or does he stay stubborn? Because there's a potential of that too. I want to say if he 
texted Ariel, like Ariel said, that he'll make a public apology. He's a man of his word. I really truly believe that that he will in some sort of the way. But don't think that this is going to be over with. You know, yeah. it's like Drake and Kanye going after each other, you know? Yeah, Certified yeah, yeah. lover boy, and then you got, you know, was it Donda? I don't know. You don't know the music? I haven't listened to it yet. So uh, Drake a few times. I was on the treadmill doing some runs like that. Nice. There's, there's some nice little little songs on there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. If you take your shot, you best, best not miss. Where did he pull it. that up out? I don't know. You can watch some WWE, American, what is that, AEW? What's the other one? What's the other? Or just WWE. He said I've been watching. Oh, some, WC? Yeah, you can tell. No, it's a, a new, It's I think it's AEW, American Elite Wrestling or something. Oh, okay. There's a new, like, co-promotion. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Going with them. Now, you can tell Ariel, like, got his lines down. He was oh, prepping for this to come out. He was fucking ready. He he's like, should I keep this up in private text or should I go live with this? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a great idea to go live. He's getting so much publicity right now. Every media outlet's picking it up. He's got... It's on the No Love TV podcast. We're uh, talking about it. I mean, right? We're talking about it. Right? I mean, it had to be something if it's coming out. Yeah, exactly. So, I love it. I can't wait to follow the drama. We'll yeah. see. Brendan's staying silent. Let's oh, see if he jumps up or he's going to stay. It's only Wednesday. Yeah. It's only Wednesday. Yeah. You got the rest of the week. But watch out. Ariel's going to come up, Brennan, and, and he might beat you up, dog. So take be shot. careful, buddy. you got to take the best shot. Best not miss. All best right, let's switch miss. it up here, Cody. You know, we're going with the No Love TV theme. Uh, I, I put this in here. You know, we could take or toss this. Let's have our audience leave some comments in the YouTube video if we should toss it or keep it. But let's get the TV update from Cody. Cody, are you watching anything on Netflix, on TV? And then let's talk about your favorite movie, favorite actor, et cetera. But start, sure. do you even watch TV? I used to watch Netflix to kind of fall asleep too, but you know, obviously, I'm a father and my son likes to watch TV, so I'm filled with watching cartoons when we give him TV time. Um, man, he likes the Peppa the Pig, uh, <laughs> Bibli, I think is the one, Ryan's World. Uh, he is just, uh, he, he likes those ones. Um, actually, a pretty cool one that I liked was, um, oh shoot. What's the name? What is, oh, what is it? I, I might know it. I got nieces oh, and nephews. So in trouble. Oh, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol oh, is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Paw, Paw, Patrol. Patrol. Paw, Patrol. Paw Patrol. I like his <laughs> now. He's, now he has these other one. There's like a Spider-Man uh, comic one, and he starts you know singing the song, oh, moving around, cool. getting up. And he's like, you look at me. He's like, sing, Dad. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know the lyrics to this song. He's like getting pissed at me because I don't know how to sing. I'm like, uh. and he's like, no, like this. And he's like, it makes you dance and how to sing. Like it's it's so fun. I I, I enjoy awesome. it. We had a huge milestone this week today in parenthood. I'm just so excited. I woke up to a text this morning from Danny saying that Kai woke up in the middle of the night and said he had to go to the bathroom. So we've been potty training him. He's been doing really well with with peeing. I mean, nice. this is huge. I mean, we've, this is big. This is big. Out of diapers, let's go. Like, oh it, this is God, so exciting. Any parent that's watching this <laughs> understands being out of diapers is amazing. Um, so he's done really well, you know, going to the bathroom and, and peeing. You know, he, he does really great on airplanes. I mean, I, I'm super happy with that. But he's will not take a number two. He will not go <laughs> poop on the potty. And we've been, you know, she's been really getting after him on it, you know, giving him rewards, sitting, sitting timers, you know, um, so shout out to Danny for just the countless work on the, on the potty training. Um, earlier this week, he, he went and, and thought he was peeing, but he ended up started pooping and like jumped off the toilet, was freaking out, pooping all over the bathroom. Yeah, so I mean, this is the story. I'm just dying laughing, but I'm just so proud inside that like it went from you know that to 
one at one o'clock in the morning, um, I got a text that you know Kai went and pooped in the potty. Oh, and he was yeah. so pumped. He called You're me like, this morning. I was on the way home from the gym. He's like, Dad, I pooped in the potty, and mommy wiped my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was so I was like, bro, I'm so proud of you. Can't give a big home. I open up the door. And he goes, Do I get my present? Because we were telling him like, you get a present, you know, a big present. Uh, so oh, I was yeah. just so joyed that. He, he finally did it and I think just know that's hilarious yeah the milestone man I'm, I'm happy I'm glowing it was just yeah breaking news guys it. breaking Cody's news son pooped in the potty god bless big dog shit big dog shit <laughs> yeah, that's some big dog stuff I oh, love um, it love it alright on other news well let's jump past the, the TV since you're watching Paw Patrol these days yeah but what's let's, let's talk about your favorite movie all time you gotta have a favorite Ooh. movie what's that I would say favorite movie would be the genre I would say I like Braveheart, The Patriot, Three Hundred, Gladiator, Troy. Those those movies I can have in rotation. I can watch those all the time. I just can never get old. You know, I can never get old. Yeah, yeah. I can never get enough of those movies. Um, Those are always my favorite movies to watch. Suspense, just 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 savagery. And I think because obviously you know that's kind of yeah what my profession is, what my career is, what I love to do. I just seeing back in those kind of times, you know, different, um, you know, ages. And, and Troy, I really like Troy a lot, you know. That's a good one. What a savage. Yeah, Achilles yeah. is such a savage. Um, so, yeah, those are my probably favorite movies. I also like comedy. Comedy, you know. You know, you know like the chill Step out. Step Brothers. Step Brothers is the classic. classic. The Other Guys. That's a good one. Underestimated. Your Highness. Your Highness. Yeah. yeah. James Franco, Danny McBride. Them two guys are magic together. Uh, Pineapple Express. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's I've I can watch. That's on. I'm I'm smoking a joint. Watch that. That's my day is shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's probably you know comedy, and then I would say you know warrior, gladiator type movies are probably my favorite movies. Okay, what about actor? Some guy that you see when he comes out with the movie, you make sure you're, you're watching that movie every time. Maybe someone that you look up to. Not necessarily. It could be someone you met or know, or someone that you just you enjoy their their acting. I would say who is a great actor, um, not because I have a relationship with, with them, is Tom Hardy. Um, I loved Tom Hardy way before I watched his movie with, uh, he was starred Charles Brunson, watched Brunson uh, oh. way back. I mean, and just the the actor that he was. I mean, if anybody knows the backstory of Charles Brunson, he's one of like like UK's like most notorious inmates. Like oh, okay. 30-some years in solitary confinement. So he had to play this guy that was just batshit crazy. And the acting skills that he had in that really made me follow him. Obviously, then he was in Peaky Blinders. He was in the um, movie, the fighting movie, um, Warrior. Oh, yeah. Warrior. Right. And long story short about that one, that was actually filmed. Some of that movie was filmed in Pittsburgh, Monroeville, Pittsburgh Fight Club, where I trained at. I was an MMA instructor oh, at. Nice. Um so Tom was over there, you know, filming that and shooting that video. But I would say he would probably any video or movie that he comes out in, I'm always gonna tune in and watch. You know, Tom and his uh, stunt double Jake came up to my fight after filming like 16 hours straight in Atlanta, Georgia, when I fought TJ for the title, defending my title in New York. Flew all the way up there, hung out with me before the fight. It was just, just a great time. You know, you're about to fight in your biggest venue, defend your title. Um, you're hanging out with, you know, Tom Hardy and buddy Jake and. Um, it was just a good time, you know. We're just really not talking about the fight, you know. As your biggest fight coming up, you're fighting at Madison Square Garden, just sold out show. GSP's coming back, you know. We yeah, had a triple cool. header title fights. Obviously, it didn't go my way, 
But, um, you know, that's a learning lesson, and you just go on from there. I got a great friend, Tom, with it, and, you know, we stay in touch pretty often. So Tom Hardy, you know, he's actually filming his new movie now, coming out. So, nice. Um, he sends me a little behind-the-scenes stuff, and, yeah, he's just a great guy, great guy. I'm super that's excited cool. for it. I got to give my shout-out to Tom. Venom is a movie that I thought he was so funny in, such a good actor, yeah. so fun to watch. It's one of my, my girlfriend's fiancé's, actually, favorite movies. We've watched it, like, probably five at least five times together yeah, you had to catch yourself girlfriend to fiance should we buddy. Mad, should be mad at yeah, me for that. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a transition period for that <laughs> so you got to keep it all right let's move on it's pretty much a wrap but let's give the overview of no love tv cody what we're up to this is the third podcast that we have here we're getting in the groove guys yep. i'm trying to be the new chin, chin, uh, chin of the industry the new producer chin i'm coming for you chin. and uh, hey, cody. take your best shot <laughs> and you best not miss you best not miss Ooh, that is gonna hype me up all day i got muay thai right after this all right that's a wrap for episode three called no love tv soon to be on live on all platforms guest interviews coming soon so make sure you go in the comments write who you'd like to see come in studio via zoom whoever we can have on the no love podcast follow no love tv on instagram subscribe on youtube